0: Good evening and welcome to Man and Post Weekend Review Show. This is not your usual, Chris. I am the caretaker manager for, um, for the show at Ali, and uh, joining me once, is, once again, I am um, the regular co-host of the show, Miss David Black. How are you doing, David?
1: Hello, mate. Yes, I'm, uh, I'm very well, thank
0: you. Yeah, good, good, good to be back on with you, and joining us is the... Other regular guest on the, the Sunday show, Simon O'Regan. Simon, how are you after this weekend? Uh, yeah, not too bad, thanks. Yeah,
2: yeah, Disappointed, but what can you do? Yeah,
0: come on, you're a Villa fan. Back to normal. <laughs> exactly. Right. Premier League started on Friday night this weekend, um, which I nearly forgot. Uh, I've ruled at home at Crystal Palace with a, a fairly routine 2-0 win. Uh,
1: Dave, what did you make of this performance? Um, yeah, I mean, Wolves are a bit of a funny team. I mean, last week uh, we played them at their place, and they just passed the ball about a lot without really doing anything. They, um, I was very disappointed in their performance. I mean, obviously worked now a favour, but I don't, I don't fear playing Wolves because I just for a team like us, we get one behind the ball. It's it's quite straightforward. I, I, I thought Palace would would kind of nullify them a bit, but. I guess they conceded early on, and it was it was downhill from there.
0: Yeah, um, I, I watched a lot of Colville last season. Uh, Simon, you did as well. You know, coming to yeah. the, the latter part, but they just—I think they—they've they've almost been found out. Like you said, David, like any team who can defend fairly compact, and hit them on the counter attack. They really seem to struggle. Um, I feel, I I really like Nuno as a manager, but if plan E doesn't work, he's, he's kind of stuck. Simon, are you in the same? Yeah, well, I think we kind of said last week, uh,
2: didn't we, that I, th- I think they missed a bit of a trick in the summer, maybe not freshening up the squads. Because um, like you say, they kind of only really got that plan A, and if a team can counter against that, they don't really have an awful lot else behind them. Um, I think you and me one won these sides at the back in the last season. We were saying that they could do with uh, a goal threat for midfields because it's just Jimenez that they're relying on. And I mean, obviously, you know, they, they won on Friday night. But um, yeah, I don't. I don't see them having as good a season this year as they did last time out.
1: They've. Um, I mean, they've made the move to try and be more of a a side that has possession rather than you say the counter-attack team but um, they've obviously got the front three now uh, which is Jimenez and the, is it Neto and, and Pudence who yeah. are getting there but they're, they're very young and very new to the league um, they can't find a place for Traoré anymore um, he seems to have this role now as an impact sub which I can't imagine is what he wants um, it's 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 a bit negative isn't it you'd you think you'd find a place for someone of that, that type of talent but uh, that's, that's where they are and uh, I think Semedo for Doherty you know it's not a bad switch really um, and obviously this Ait Nuri or however you pronounce it who came in to play left wing back this week he looks like a decent find but um, it's all you know it's a bit of a work in progress and I think I agree with you that I don't think they'll be as good as they have been but they're still going to be in the top half I imagine Yeah that, that eight have ten is
0: really their, their cemented positions, is not it that seems to be their, their caveat sort of thing. Um, it's quite disappointing for Crystal Palace in this. I've um, been quite hopeful on them this season. Um kinda of know what to expect from a, a, And like you said, Dave, with them going early, maybe kinda of scuppered their plans a little bit, but Wolf looked a bit a bit null in this. Um and then obviously the, the late red card which will be weak as well. Well Mil- Mil- getting sent off and obviously late on in the game, that, that'll impact her. The performances, I'd say, in the next, is it, I
1: think it'll be a pre-game ban. Will it be? Yeah, it was. A, it was a pretty nasty tackle. Um, mm. It's it's funny with him because he's been in and out of the team this season. Roy seems to prefer MacArthur or M- McCarthy or whoever it is they've got in there at the minute. Like, it's, I think Riederwald has been playing as well. Which again, like uh, reading some Palace forums, they've got this kid Riederwald from Ajax he never gets a game. So I think they've been quite pleased to see him in there, but. Uh is just a very angry man who seems to be quite good at set pieces, so it's uh, it- it's a strange one with him.
0: Yeah I mean not not much else happened after after the two goals from what I know. Any any talking points for you, Simon, from the um, yeah, move on. <laughs> <laughs> so we we went to the Saturday morning then and the half past twelve game was the mighty Sheffield United. Uh, at home to Man City Man City run away running away 1-0 winners uh, Kyle Walker wonder goal mm-hmm. uh, not one you see very often Kyle Walker even scoring um, what did we make of Man City this season
1: Dave? Well I mean it's hard, it's hard to say really because in here they, they didn't have to get about out of second gear and managed to win you know, 1-0 um, I think it's, it's hard to judge them without a striker I think it goes out saying really if you take the striker out the team it's going to have an impact on how many goals you score which is what we're seeing at the minute Um, Aguero obviously played a couple of games and all of a sudden they look better and now he's out again and I think Jesus is maybe a week or two away from being back so I don't think we'll see the real man City until they've got that that central striker back because they've tried Sterling in there and Ferran Torres had a go I think has played one game there Um, and it's it's, it's not really the same is it Um, I also think as well it surprises how much they've missed him but I think without David Silver in there to knit things together it, yeah. I, I was kind of in the impression that they'd been phasing him out for a little while now and they wouldn't really feel his, his loss as much but I, I, again I don't know if it's just the other things combined or, or, it's, or it's down to him not being there anymore but they don't seem as slick as they, as they have done in previous years um, Foden's been in and out I think he, he, he they don't know his best position I think we talked about this a few weeks ago but it doesn't strike me as being the best at playing in centre mid with with De Bruyne. Um, I think he needs to play probably wide right, but that's where Maraz is at his best. So uh, he's got a few problems to solve.
0: Yeah, and I mean obviously all the all the talks on on Pitt as well this season. Uh, I think David Silva, you're right, is, is a huge miss. I think more than any of the players, you know that the uh, the figure that City have had Aguero uh, all their company. Silva was always going to be the hardest to replace because he's such a special talent. And he doesn't really have a role per se. You know, he's he's just the man in the middle. Even for me, De Bruyne was bit, you know with Silva as well. Um, and it is a struggle to see. And yeah, I think they have been phasing him out from, from the games I watched, but it was all, it's always seemed to be a different player. Um in between. Like who would come in either, either a Foden, um Bernardo Silva, Sani when he was fit, obviously at the time. And it just seemed to be interchanging all the time which didn't really help. Um so it'll be, it'll be interesting to see City Guys you say they, they still they still won comfortably without getting into second gear. Um Sheffield United look like they're in real trouble this season though. No?
1: Yeah, they're um They're just uh, very, very short of goals. Um, And I think they've obviously got some problems there. It's kind of developing. seems like Lundstrom's going to leave. Sooner or later anyway, I've seen anyone sign a new contract and he was pivotal to their success last season. O'Connell's out, who again, plays that overlapping centre-back role better than anybody else. Um, I'm worried for them. Uh, I think we all kind of said, you know, second season syndrome isn't really a thing anymore, but it's um, it's very hard to see many positives for them at the minute.
0: Yeah, I mean, it makes you wonder, Ross always goes on about, you know, how, like, obviously what, what era we're in now, so everybody's got tape, so you know how to, you know, to play against any system, but it, it really does seem like that system's been, you know, worked out now, now that teams have actually played against it and felt what it's really like and where they go, because they do, I, I know there's players missing, but you think because they played that system for so long, the players in the squad should all be able to play it to some degree. Um Without a, a goal scorer, and I think that's what we said about them last evening, that's what they missed, and that's huge, and obviously Brewster was never going to be the answer, Like sorry to the United fans, <laughs> but that's it's just another one um i mean simon what did you make of this game um kind of agree
2: with what you guys said
0: really city didn't
2: really have to do an awful lot um funny if i was gonna uh, say the same thing about david silver i think he's a he's a massive miss for them because not only for the quality that he has himself but i think he complemented de Bruyne really well and i don't think Foden are playing in there he's obviously a very good player but he's He's a very different type of player to to Sylvie Defoe someone who he'll get the ball and want to drive forward with it. I don't know if that necessarily suits the Bruyne's game. And from Sheffield United's point of view, yeah, I I'd really worry for them. You know, kind of like you said, I don't see where the goals are coming from. And um, with teams, I think yeah, teams have sort of worked out a bit how to play against them as well. And I think they're really missing Jack O'Connell. because so I think he was a, he's a big part of how that system works and with him not there I think he's out for the season I think so yeah I'd um, I'd be quite worried if I was a Sheffield United fan I I'd, I I'd, I'd don't see them staying up
1: I think the the, the one positive for them is, is Sander Berger who's starting to get the grips with the league and he, he looks like he can cause some problems for midfield but there's just not enough support from elsewhere because McBurney's he's he's, he's, he's alright but he's he's probably not going to get you the goals you need um, as you said, Brewster's so raw. Like uh, it was a massive gamble to get him in at the price they paid. Um, and uh, you know there, there are the strikers, Mousset Sharp. I mean, they're not. They don't sound like the answer the problems, to be quite honest. So um, I'm I'm worried for them. I really am. Um, I, d- I don't think they're um, they're particularly good. And uh, I think, as you said, a lot of their strength was in that last season. They're the element of the surprise that players knew the system inside out. Um, they don't seem to be that that compact anymore.
2: And of course, they don't have Dean Henderson anymore either, which I don't think. You know, I not you can state quite how high, highly he's going to be missed because he's the top keeper.
1: Yeah, that's true. And Ramsdale's decent enough, but fundamentally, don't trust any goalkeeper who wears short sleeves. So.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think. Sheffield United and this could go for a lot of the teams that we could, we could speak about is the saving grace is the next transfer window It's only eight weeks away nine weeks maybe yes you, know, yeah. it's, mm-hmm. you right. know it's not like it's <laughs> not that it's helping they've got one point from seven games so if they go along that tally <laughs> it's not going to be great but you know at least there's that option to make changes and make plans especially for any team who thinks about changing a manager um, could the way the windows are working this year really help
1: out I, I do feel that for them. Yeah, I mean, they're probably the team who's least likely to change their manager, possibly ever. Like, I think they could be rooted at the bottom of the table and they'd leave Wilder in charge. But at the same time, if they, if they are in the bottom three come January, one, how much money have they really got to throw at it? Because they've spent... They haven't spent nothing, um, as I said. Like Brewster himself was twenty mil, was it twenty five or something like that? Five right, million, yeah. Berger was quite expensive um, last January, admittedly, but still. Um, Signed the two lads from Derby. Uh, Mousset from from Bournemouth last season was was some like fifteen million, which was ludi- which is ludicrous. Um, and obviously Ramsdale cost them a fair whack as well. It's it's not a an easy world at the minute as we all know so I'm not sure a club the size of Sheffield United can really afford to be spending what it would cost to keep them in the league if uh, if they are struggling come January
0: Do you know it's, it's a fair shout yeah especially as you say it's almost if they, if they look destined to go down it's almost like start preparing for next season um, and try and build a team to come back up I guess in a way rather than as say taking that that huge gamble um which might not might not pay off at all. Um yeah, it's a worrying time for Sheffield United. Um, I would still be concerned if it was a City fan as well. Um obviously next weekend is is massive for them. Um so we'll, we'll see how they go. Obviously the, the speculation of Pepsi um not having a striker which Man City just seemed to be like having a season after, you know, no defender last season, no striker this season. <laughs> <might be> <laughs> what player they're missing next season Consider them, you know we've all loud lauded their squad for the past 4-5 seasons how good their bench is their rotation it's, it's strange to see them caught so short
1: well I guess what you would say is that the defence looks a damn sight better um, w- without Mendy um, Cancelo looks very very good I think at left back Kyle Walker's in the form of his life which pains us to say because I've you know slated him for years but I think he's been excellent this season club and country um, and Ruben Diaz uh, seems to have you know steadied that ship a little bit so defensively they're getting there but um, I think they're, they're a bit disjointed going forward so I think that's partly down to a striker but there's um, there's definitely some conundrums to solve there do either of you think that Pep's contract situation is a, is a factor here or do you think it's just coincidence
2: I'm not sure I, I think he I suspect he knows that he'll be off um, uh, at the end of the season. And I think he would probably prioritise trying to win the Champions League this year than the league.
1: It's a pos- possibility, isn't
0: it? I think it's definitely plays a fact. I don't know if it actually, no. I don't know if it plays a fact. I think the world knows that this is Pep's last season. You know, it's not like... It's- He's 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 basically Jose Mourinho esque, isn't he? Like he's he's got his set amount of seasons, his set contract. Um, I'm not sure the Champions League is as much of a priority to to them. He's, I mean, he's not succeeding the Champions League since 2015. Is it? Was it before that? Um,
2: it might be before that.
0: Yeah, it, it, quite possibly. I <laughs> think when the Bayern Munich contract started, but you know, it's been a while. I, and Man City fans. The especially like the season ticket they, they they really don't care for UEFA at all. <laughs> um, <laughs> I
2: I think he will I I I think it'll be eating away at him that he he hasn't had the success in the Champions League, especially by Munich. I think that would have really got to him. And obviously he's won a couple of league titles of City. I I think he'll be thinking i i need to re- win a Champions League here to to uh keep his reputation uh, up
0: there. <laughs> oh, his reputation. Shell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I him. We'll, we'll, we'll not get into that. Um, it, it, look, time will tell in Man City. Like, the worrying thing, I wonder, like, is it just they need a striker to click back up? Because obviously that is the biggest thing for them. Because when Man City click, they are getting wonderful the one that we can all agree on. Yeah. So it, it will be interesting to see. You know, the next few weeks. It's just. A, it's always going to be a weird season. I think we said for just about how the world is just now. But like the football, like coming, it's going to come. This isn't there. Are, like a mass period, like normally, obviously in December, where it's like a game every every three days for the teams who are in the Champions League, and that as well.
1: Well, that's the strange thing. Like for, for the European clubs, so you know, Man City, Liverpool, so obviously you're playing, you know, essentially three high-level matches a week or over eight days or whatever and it works out as. But um, we've seen this weekend a lot of clubs who aren't in Europe rotating the squads, which they're playing once a week. Like, it seems mad, but I'm sure we'll we'll come on to that. But I think you're, you're right. Uh, um, playing, I mean, we said this in the pre-season pods, but playing Premier League, Champions League, Premier League. For essentially six consecutive weeks, I know there's an international break. Splits them up in the middle, but that won't help matters. Um, okay. It's uh, it is it is different. It's a bit of a, it, it will be a strain, um, and that's why it's odd that Man City, with the the millions billions, in fact, seem to be quite hit, hard hit by the the whole rotation thing.
0: Yeah, just it's just strange. I say like the, the defensive situation last season, the striker one this season. Like I, we get injuries, but. It's very strange that Man City only have two strikers that that seem to function. Ooh. And I mean, Dave, you were on the same opinion as me about this for a while. <laughs> I
1: just I don't I don't rate him as high as, as Pep does. Put it that way, um, I think the difference between when he plays versus when Aguero plays is a noticeable drop off. Um, i will be interested to see him in, in a less good team, if that makes sense, because I, I think he gets five chances a game and scores one or two.
0: He's difficult to in a Man City shirt. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we'll move on from from that. We can't believe we've spent so long talking about a 1-0 game. Okay. <laughs> Next up on Saturday, the only three o'clock game on a Saturday. This is the way the world's going. We had Burnley 0 Chelsea 3. Burnley, another team I'm concerned about. Um Chelsea another clean sheet but goals this time Ziyech uh, ways first goal for Chelsea Zuma and Werner again um, Dave what was your thoughts on this game?
1: Uh, I mean as a man who doesn't really like Burnley I thought it was hilarious but um, Chelsea are starting to click um, they've got um, so many options going forward um, obviously I think it was Pulisic pull up in the warm-up so Werner Came in. I'm meant to be getting rested, um, and was no worse off for it. They um, they beat Burnley with ease, really. And I think what's worrying for Burnley is like Chelsea scored ahead of McCorner, corner, which is should always be their bread and butter. But um, they were second best in absolutely every department, and they couldn't have any complaints. No,
0: hundred percent. It was like as you mentioned about City, you know, they never came out second year. Simon, did you see much of this and I mean what was your thoughts on anything different to Um kind of
2: Yeah, how I thought it was gonna to go to be honest. Uh for a mate of mine, uh, Chelsea fan he sent me a message yesterday saying, uh, are you not gonna give Chelsea and Lampard some credit this week? <laughs> um so I suppose to be fair, four clean sheets in a row now is that for Chelsea? So um, I suppose that, that is an improvement. Burnley, yeah, I, I'm starting to worry for them now. I think well, we've been saying it for the last few weeks, haven't we? I, I, they, I, they didn't do anything in the transfer market. Um, and all, it just doesn't seem to be quite right there. You, you know, I don't think Dodge seems quite himself. Um, yeah, worrying times for Burnley. I, I, I think they, similar to Sheffield, United is struggling for goals. Um can't really see where they're going to come from either. But Chelsea, you know, fair play. Three goals of the clean sheet. Um, as you say, they've got so much attacking talent that y- y- you'd expect them to put away teams like Burnley come to be. And, and it was very comfortable for them, wasn't
0: it? Yeah, I mean, yeah, like, I mean, it would take... <laughs> I don't know how to choose what to it takes something ridiculous for Chelsea not to be scoring goals with good going forward. I mean, Dave, you mentioned it, obviously, when you did beef at the start. what pulls up in the warm-up, and they can bring in Timo Werner as his replacement. Um, we were just talking about how Man City are struggling for, for, for forwards. Chelsea have got them in every position. <laughs> so, um, I mean, the one thing we can give them credit for it is the clean sheets. Um, I, di- I was concerned after the Champions League clean sheet that maybe the like Frank was reading too much into the Chelsea can't defend Frank can't coach defenders sort of thing that he he almost went reverse you know so they were not creating. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, again, we're, we're agreeing that Burnley aren't quite right. Um, I think Deitch, Deitch needs to leave because he's he's just far too good. He deserves better than the way he's been treated now at Burnley, not treated as and from the fans or that, just the, the backing from the owners and chairman and all such. But, um, I mean, yeah, full credit to them But Burnley. are in like, Chef United in big, big trouble. Can anybody see them getting out of it? Well, it
1: looks like they're going to be taking over this week. Um, they, seem right. to, they seem to have been bought out by some shady Americans who apparently weren't allowed to buy Charlton, or did buy Charlton and ran into the ground. I can't remember which way round it was, but... Um, that can't help, I don't think. Although I mean, you know, it might explain why the owner hasn't been so keen to spend. Um, but again, like if they get the January in the in the BOP three, who's queuing up to sign to Burnley? Like it's it's you know it's not it's not the type of club who throws money at things generally. But uh, I'm 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 hopeful this is the year they finally drop.
0: Game, <laughs> tell us how you really feel. I know, I know.
1: <laughs> I shouldn't. I shouldn't uh, sugarcoat it. I, I mean,
0: look. I wouldn't be against Burnley go down, but I don't want dates to go down. If that makes, if that makes sense, I do think dates deserves to be a, a but, higher
1: class. Yes, yeah, so. I'd go along with that. I, I think. He, but he, I think I said this a few weeks ago. I think he's at the point now where he needs to go to another club and he needs to show us what he's made of because he's done very well, Burnley. Um, but could he do it at another club um, who has perhaps slightly higher expectations? Um, mm-hmm.
0: It's getting edgy. How's
1: about of now, isn't he? Well, it potentially could, yeah. I and mean, as well, Burnley play rancid football. Like I hate watching them play. Um, it's bad enough on the telly, but haven't, if you've ever seen them play in, in a stadium, it is atrocious because they just <laughs> take their time with absolutely everything. You get about a thousand throw-ins a match. Um, every free kick takes twenty minutes. It. I can't sum up in the time we have tonight to talk about how much I hate watching Burnley play um, so if they were to be relegated that wouldn't affect me one bit whatsoever
0: <laughs> Simon do you think they'll stay up? Um, I think they will
2: but I think it'll be a bit of a struggle I, I think there's probably a few worse teams than them and what they do kind of have if they can get back to it is traditionally they are quite decent defensively um, so they may just end up you know, scrap a, a run of 1-0 wins or something, so yeah, I think they'll stay up just about
1: I think Ben mee has been a huge miss for them at the back, uh, I don't know when he's, when he's due to be fit again, but uh, him and Tarkovsky with obviously Pope behind them has, has been uh, the, mm. the basis for the success for the last couple of years um, and Kevin Long is nowhere near as good as Ben May
0: oh, 100% And One last one on this then, Chelsea 12 points from 21 so far do they make top four?
1: I, I would, I'd be very surprised if they didn't.
2: Yeah, I, I think they will. Just purely of the attacking talent they've got, I think it would blow away the majority of teams.
0: I hope you're both wrong, but
1: <laughs> I think if there's ever a season to not be able to defend, it's this one where no one can defend. So <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> that's 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 the that's the the comment of the podcast, I think. And moving swiftly on to talk about horrendous defending, um, Liverpool. <laughs> It's harsh to say scraped, but typical Liverpool weight fashion. Never know. Almost Man United in the nineties. It feels like now two-one winners at West Ham. Horrendous defending, um, gifted, gifted West Ham opener. Uh, Mo Salah penalty, and then a late Diego Jota winner. Simon Diego Jota again.
2: Yeah, they have been silent the last few weeks. Uh you know, big fan of his and he's doing really well. Do you think he's getting to the stage now where he's going to, when he can push Firmino out of that starting line-up?
0: Now, are you asking me or are you asking Cop here? Because <laughs> I am four weeks ago we I've had Firmino out of the team <laughs> uh, and, and Jota starting. Um, Firmino's been terrible. I think Firmino needs taken out for his own good. Um, but Jota should be starting now, um, and I, I would even Chris will be loving this. But I'd even hazard a get hazard a, my opinion is Shakiri should be playing more as well um, because we need that creativeness, um, that that pass for the goal. None of our, our midfielders are are making that pass. Um, obviously, Thiago's different, but we've not seen enough of him. Um, not through through our choice, obviously. Like I said. Um, <laughs> And obviously, K is like the biggest mystery in football. <laughs> but I just think he brings something, something different. Shakira and, and Jota's—he's more than I expected. I mean, I, I don't know what you guys thought of him before. Um, I know you were a fan, Simon at Wills. I always he kind of—he flattered to deceive. He was a, quite a—you know—he done, done it all in patches. Sort of thing. Mm. Um, so it's it's one I'm delighted to be proven wrong. Hopefully, even more as time goes on. But I mean, Dave, what was what was your thoughts on the on the game?
1: Uh, well, firstly, as you say, defending wasn't great. I think Joe Gomez is uh, considering maybe the. I know he's actually younger than Nat Phillips, but he's meant to be the senior centre half in terms of appearances. Um, I don't think he did himself any favours for on the goal. I thought it was a very poor header. Um, but as you say, Liverpool just—it's the same as you've been for a while now. You you, you just you do enough to win. Uh, it doesn't really matter when you score; you, you will get there eventually. Um, and I obviously feel for you at the minute because you're missing, your t- you know, Van Dijk, who's the rock back there, and then taking Fabinho out from the front room is borderline cruel. So it's um, you're missing two big parts of your defence because. Your full backs aren't really there to defend, let's be honest. Like you have you have you have your two centre backs and you have you have Fabinho and everyone else is just going forward most of the time. Um I agree with what you're saying, I think i think Firmino needs to spell out. Um he's never been your go to man for goals, but he's always been there to supply Salah, Mane. Um that doesn't seem to be happening so much. Um so I think it with you know, Jota must be banging on the door to get a start now. You would Therefore, bringing Shakiri to supply the bullets to that front three, uh, which I think is something you have to look at, because you 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 know, was, you've always had to outscore the opposition. That hasn't changed, but you're going to have to realistically think that those clean sheets are going to be few and far between until you get more defenders back. I
0: I couldn't agree anymore more. Um, I think obviously missing, as you say, like we're missing Van Dyke, we're missing Fabinho, we're missing Thiago, who obviously. In the time we've seen him, he was excellent in the Chelsea second half. Yeah, Chelsea second half was his debut, Um, and then he just bossed the Everton game. Um, I fought from midfield, and then obviously that tackle started to see glimmers. And then, like the spine of your team goes at once. You obviously we missed Allison, uh, Van Dyke, and then we put Fabinho back in the centre half to replace him. Then he pulls his hamstring. I mean. And we're still sitting, like we can moan all we want as well. As fun. We're still sitting top of the league. Having played fairly terrible, um, yeah, I, I don't know what's to complain about. I don't know what it was. <laughs> what, what was uh, What was your thoughts on the? Well, we'll go at the penalty. There seems some talking points in the penalty. Um, Dave,
1: um, I mean, I mean Masuaku kicks him. I know he makes a meal of it, but if he doesn't, if he doesn't go down, he won't get it. um Massaquoi should never be tackling them from there in the first place. Like Salah's, almost gone away from goal. He's not. He's not a threat to uh, to give away a penalty. You've got to be pretty desperate, and there was just no need to do that, in my opinion. Um, so yes, S- Salah probably over, over exaggerated But why wouldn't you if if that's the only way to get the penalty? Um, if Massaquoi was daft enough to, to make that type of tackle, um, I think he he kind of signed his own death warrant.
0: Simon, so you're in your agreement, and then talk about the, the disallowed goal. Uh,
2: the penalty uh, is one of those that if you get it for like, you, obviously you think it is the penalty that's given against you, you're livid with Salah for the way he's gone down. Um, but yeah, you can see it, it just comes in from Ashwaki. The disallowed goal, I was quite shocked that it was disallowed. I, I thought the ball was there to be won. He didn't really make proper contact with the keeper Don't, he's one of those I think keepers get far too much protection I, I thought it was a, a fair, fair goal for me
1: so let me ask you this uh, right? if, if Mane slides in what makes yeah. it, what makes it not a foul?
0: he doesn't contact the keeper
1: does he, yeah. does he play the ball though? does he?
0: neither of the ball's or... yeah, the ball there to be won but but does, the, me, like does, does, the, keeper does the
2: keeper play the ball?
1: so in my opinion if he slides in and he plays the ball, then it's not a foul, but it's offside, because Jota was offside. Um, if he if he slides in, and doesn't win the ball, then it's a foul.
2: Mm, I I don't know. Cause I, I think would, did did the keeper play the ball though? Well, it was, I mean, bit, it was
1: a bit hard when he was being sandwiched by a defender, Mane, and whatever it,
2: else. It, it, yeah. Three players have all all gone in. I, I dunno, I just
0: always, always disappointed. Well, so, disappointed. What I will say on it is if I was the referee and there was no VAR involved, I would have given the I would have decided to go on and given the pill.
2: Okay.
0: But the more I watched it as in so watching on VAR, yeah. would have allowed to go.
1: I was I was I was surprised it took as long as it took him to dis- disallow it. I thought there was there was two possible reasons to disallow it. And I just thought
0: The offside I wasn't sure about. That was that was actually what I thought it was going to be disallowed for if I'm being honest, Dave. Um,
1: I just think if, if Mane slides in like that and he doesn't play the ball and it's gotta be given as a foul. If he makes contact with, with A the defender which and B the keeper, which he obviously kicked at least one of them. Um and from there it was it was always gonna be chalked off in my opinion.
0: Uh, I I, I don't care we we, we got the three points in the end from a a wonderful pass from Shakiri it's like we've we've all mentioned Shakiri's creativeness and it was a really good finish from Jota. to be fair Um, uh, yeah it took took it well yeah I mean West Ham missed Antonio I think that's all we can say I think West Ham's got a much better team than they get credit for I don't know about you guys
1: they're a big game team. I, I never thought you would go there and thrash them because the the way they set up now is very very solid, um, and they've been like that for a while against you know yourself, Arsenal. Um, not so much Tottenham of the week; that was a bit different. But um, they generally have that five across the back and away from home against the bigger sides. of the team to turn it on a bit, but they'll play at home to I don't know Brighton next week and get beat, and it it's it's must be infuriating as a as a fan of them, but. Uh, there, um, I don't think there was as big, big of a joke as you as as they've been made out to be.
0: I think it's more the manager that you know, brings that on. Well, uh, yes. <laughs> but we'll, we'll we'll move on to today's game uh, and uh, the first kickoff. So this is a tale of two games here. When we talk about this, we'll, we'll have one guest extremely happy in one game, not so much. Southampton, <laughs> take it away. Um, well,
2: obviously you're very disappointed. <laughs> Um, it's kind of, at at the time. I, I, di- I didn't see the game. I've only seen the highlights. And you look in like with, you know four nil down, and you're thinking, Jesus, what what's going on? And you look back at it. Southampton had four shots on target, and all four went in. <laughs> like, and the goals. I, I don't know, have you guys seen the goals or anything? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, those the two free kicks from Ward Prowse and then Danny Ings. The finishes themselves, there's, there's not an awful lot you can do to actually stop them. Um, I mean, obviously, given away the free kicks, uh, the way we did as well, clumsy challenge and crazy handball from Matty Cash as well. Um, so, it's, it's disappointing that it's just two games in a row now that, going 1-0 down, they just seem to have capitulated. I suppose to, to take some positives, at least they did show a bit of character and fight to uh to make the scoreline a a bit more respectable. Um so yeah there's de- definitely a, <clears throat> a number of things to be worked on. Um but there's you know, I'd say the, the fight back and you know getting a the couple more goals and apparently uh from what I've seen and read from other people we were kind of getting right back into it. Had it gone on for another, maybe four or five minutes I think we'd have got another one back. But yeah, di- disappointing.
0: I mean, on your on your goals tally, the the, the expected goals, that famous XG stat, after yeah. 2.67, S- uh, Southampton only had 0.8. <laughs> so that <I> think <laughs> sums up what you were saying about you know the type of goals that Southampton scored and the chances. Yeah. Made. Uh, Dave, what was your thoughts on the game?
1: Uh, well, yeah, I mean, so i covered it really. There, I mean, Southampton are lethal. Um, we've said before, like Danny Ings doesn't miss. Um, yeah. But I mean, worrying for them, he went off with an injury that um, doesn't sound too clever. Um, I think they're hoping it's not as bad as it first looks. But if, if he misses any significant period of time, that the, the drop-off in their in their results will be will be telling. I think because he, not only does he his score goals, he's actually integral to everything they do. Um, Ward Prowse two great free kicks. Um, she says no, there's not an awful lot you can do about it. Um, so yeah, it's 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 probably a bit of a strange one. Uh, and I was gonna mention about the XG, how it's quite rare for it to be so <laughs> far out. Um but that, but I guess that kinda of sums it up. Um it's uh Southampton, were just we're just totally lethal. And uh, I got wrong in the in the in the chat for saying it, but <coughs> excuse me. Um the uh Salam are actually a pretty good team now. They're um they they're hitting top four.
2: Yeah, they've got a really, really good manager as well, who has got <coughs> playing. Yeah, a really good brand of football. They're, they're actually they're very entertaining to watch, aren't they? I think I think as the season goes on, I think a lot more neutrals will sort of get to quite like them a bit because yeah, they, Danny Ings, he's such a good finisher. Just, yeah, really impressive from them.
1: Yeah, well, we have to play them on Friday night, so I'm hoping Ings is out for at least a week. <laughs>
0: I've just, I've just been looking at the the ends thing. It, it doesn't look great, does it? Um, and I, I, there's never been a player who I've liked more who's left Liverpool and wanted, you know, more from him. Um, he was just always such a good guy to have around. There was never any negative connotations about him. Even even Klopp loved him. Klopp wanted to keep him, but wanted him to get game time. Um, I, I loved. We gave him an extra contract so he could get fit as well. Um, just yeah, I, I I just hope it isn't as bad. Um, I'll I'll go with you, Dave I hope he's at least missing a week, so you guys can play about him. But yeah, I hope I hope it's okay. It's not as it's not one of the, the you know the bad knee injuries. And I'm not sure how if his knee could take another one.
1: It'll be I'll be good at for him to be honest, because as we've said. Yeah, he, he's in the form of his life. He's got an England team and squad, and um by the sound of things he's had to work pretty hard to get back to this position from you know, a couple of bad injuries so I hope for his sake it's not very serious but uh, I mean Southampton are fourth as it stands um, I mean fair play Like the, you know, considering it was just over a year ago they got beaten 9-0 at home um, they've stuck with the manager they've, they've backed him they've, they've bought into what he wants to do and it, they're, they're starting to really feel the benefit of that now
0: uh, not absolutely I can't I can't say any more than what you guys have covered. I, I love the manager. Um, it's it's just uh, it's always a team of look for how they're playing. I kinda had a soft spot on them when they were in League Two, you know, when they had the, the Lambert and La originally, um type type stuff. Um so mm. yeah, just a little soft spot for them. And just as I said I just hope things is okay. So, moving on. Dave. Hey, my um my favorite result of the weekend. <laughs> Clotin hour one. Um, so on the, the Thursday man and man in the post show, um this team are best known as the the best team in the land. Um I can't believe, but they lost two to two one to the mighty Newcastle, they've got me through it.
1: <laughs> well, I think what we're seeing from Everton is that outside the first eleven, the um the reserves aren't as anywhere near as good as what, what's missing so I mean we, we were lucky today to play a team that didn't have Richarlison or Hammers or um, the two fullbacks, Dini and um, take those four out and they're actually a very very average side. Um, the first half was one of the dullest I've ever seen, um, nothing of note happened really, um, we had one chance that, that this we saved, uh, Everton dropped Pickford or rotated Pickford, um, well, I guess we'll talk about this in a minute but Again, I thought that was very odd that Ancelotti said that we going to leave him out this week but play them next week. Um, bizarre, but second half, whatever, whatever we decided to do seemed to work. We put a lot more attacking, a lot more on the front foot. I thought we gave them far too much respect in the first half. Second half we came out and you know attacked a bit and um, got a penalty for very little. Uh, to be honest with you, it wasn't it was one of the softest pens of the weekend. Um, I know. <laughs> And then the second goal, Ryan Fraser came on and, and was brilliant in just playing like in like a free rule behind Wilson and obviously got a bit of help in hand with a, with a cross that deflected. But the difference we've got is we've got a striker in there now who is happy to score goals from two yards out, whereas Joel Linton would have stood on the edge of the box and watched that go out for a corner. Uh, and that's the difference this season. Um, we're not playing particularly well, but we've the chances when they come.
0: Just quickly then Dave on Ryan Fraser is he still just trying to get is that why he's
1: not playing uh, well, Yeah I mean he played last, played last weekend at, at Wolves in the centre mid um, which is not really his position but Bruce doesn't know how to play and this is part of the problem so he seems to have decided that playing St Maxman as a, as a 10 or a support strike or whatever you want to call it is where his best position is now it's not like he's not getting on the ball anywhere near enough um, he needs to be out wide as an outlet and um, Whereas Fraser came on and played that position and was he was willing to run the channels and do the dirty work and he made a couple of chances in the twenty minutes he was on, um, and that's not really a slight on San Marxman because I I don't think Bruce knows how to get the best out of him. Um, we've got him, we've got Almeron, and we've got Ryan Fraser who really should be the three behind Wilson, um, but Bruce can't figure out a way to get them all on the same team. I'm,
0: I'm just looking at your lineup today. It's such an such an impressive team set up you know like not like individual talent as such but like Jamal Lewis obviously, is all it's such an exciting prospect um like your free centre half I, I don't know much of the the Murphy boy at right back right wing back um but long staff Hendrick and i, I I've always been a fan of Jeff Hendrick I just what he's you know he's one of the one of the best of that mid-table bunch centre midfielder type players and as you say, Adam Wilson, and who, who's going to get you goals, you know, his job is, is to score goals. doesn't matter what he's got to do to get them. And and St Maximum, to be fair to him, has been really good this season, you know, very lively. I just, yeah, I'm just much more impressed with Newcastle than I expected to be when I looked at the team. I don't know if that's harsh. No, no,
1: I. this is the thing. Everyone seems quite happy to say, oh, you know, Bruce is doing as well as he can with what he's got. We've actually got one of the best teams we've had in probably 10 years right now uh, in terms of the players he's got available to them, um, we've spent steadily over the last couple of years, we haven't, yeah. okay, Joe Linton aside, we, we have spent money on, as you say, St. Maximin, Jamal Lewis, Wilson, um, and we've picked up some, some decent players, um, and it annoys me when like the first half of the day was we just terrible, and you've got Roy Keane sitting in the Sky studio saying, well, you know, they haven't got the players to be entertaining. We have now. Like, I'm not. I'm not saying we should be winning the league or even finishing anywhere near the European places, but I don't think it's a lot to ask to have more than one shot on target a game or a half or whatever. And I say, yeah. look, luckily today, second half, either Bruce got lucky or he said something at half-time and said, you know, we need to be on the front foot a bit more. Um, and if he if it's down to Bruce and you know, fair play, credit where it's due, he he said something at half-time that got them going a bit. But he's far too negative with with, with how we play in the. We seem scared of having the ball and actually, you know, dominating a game of football. Um, and I hope he can change that round um, because, you know, it, it, he needs to adapt his team depending on who the opposition is. We basically set up the same today as we did away to Wolves for the first half. Um, and eventually he got it in that, you know, we need to be more more proactive and forward thinking. Um, there's nothing wrong with changing your team if you're playing Wolves away, Man United away, whatever playing at home, you should be able to get on the front foot more at home. Uh Thankfully in the end we did, and uh we probably deserved to win to be quite honest with you, other than Sigurdsson shooting from 25 yards every now and again. Everton didn't offer very little, I know they got one back in injury time, but um they were bang average, uh, and we were slightly better than average, so I think we deserved the win.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I can't disagree more. I'm, I'm, I'm not almost in shock at the at the quality in the, the team. And I think yeah, like I'll, I'll never be a Bruce fan as a manager. Um, and obviously, your, your previous manager was obviously um, one of one of my favourites. Um, I just yeah, I, I, I like you said I mean, you probably think as well. You just wish to have that more pragmatic, man, pragmatic. Is that the word? You know what I mean? More forward-thinking management and see and you know see what this team could achieve. Um, Simon, what was your thoughts on
2: this game? Um, well, I don't want to upset you, Dave, but Bruce is not going to change the style of football. Um, he, when, when he was with us that last season, uh, he was with us in the Championship, the forward attacking players we had, he didn't know what to do with them. Um, the game itself, re- good result for Newcastle. Um, Everton, I think, uh, as you said, Dave, having a few key players out, it, uh, yeah, it did definitely weakens them. But I think to be fair, most of the league outside the, sort of the top six have got well, you know there's a number of teams that have got decent starting elevens, But you take one or two key players out of that, there's not an awful lot of quality off the bench to come in and replace it. Um, but yeah, no, just to say, good result for Newcastle. Uh, Callum Wilson, key for him is to stay fit. Um, you know, he's obviously he's got a history of. Uh, sort of injury problems if he stays fit you'd you'd back him to get around 15 goals in the league this season which you know, you know I'm sure you would be pretty happy with that
1: yeah he's already got as many as our top scorer got last season which is six um yeah. and it's you know seven games in whatever it is so um I'm very happy with him uh, but you I mean, you're quite right I think if he got injured and you say about your first 11 suffering injuries and and you know been much worse off if you took him out if you took out yeah, I don't know. Fernandez from the back three—he's—he's he's been our most consistent defender. We would be a very different side, um, mm. and uh, you know, hopefully, it doesn't come to that. But it's—it's um, it's one to keep an eye on, definitely.
2: What are your expectations for the season, what, or what what do you think should be the ambitions?
1: I, th- I think with the team we've got, we should be looking to finish always higher than we were last season, which was thirteenth in the end. Um, as I say, I, I don't expect us to be in the top 6 or 7 or anything like that but I think there's nothing wrong with pushing for a top half finish. Um, yeah. I don't think going from 13th to 10th with the players we've signed is, is that ridiculous. Um, we're, we're having a cup run, we're in the quarter finals, we've got Brentford which is a great chance to make a semi-final, I know they're, they're very decent but fundamentally a division lower than us. Um, mm. that, would be, that would be progress which is what we really want. Um, uh, it all goes down as, as Ali was saying. You know, we've gone from having a manager who, we, who we, I think everyone appreciated, was probably at a club worse than than what his reputation was, and he he, he made miracles for a lot of long time with, without having much money to spend. Um, and now we've got Bruce, who has had the money to spend, and we just wish that what would Rafa do with this set of players? Yeah, and it's it's always going to be in the back. Bruce probably cannot win in that regard because he's it's it's almost like Moyes replacing Ferguson, but obviously on a lot a lot smaller scale but a similar- a similar kind of drop off in terms of how he's perceived by fans um all he can do is keep winning games um and he'll he'll win people around but I've heard him in the press a lot the last few weeks and he's he's been riled up by the criticism and i th- i think he has probably been tooled or' has, has got an idea that if this takeover does finally go through, he won't be in the job for very long after that goes, yeah. after that happens. And then it really will be interesting.
0: Yeah, I'm glad you said what was happening. would not like. I, I didn't know I did not want to. would it. um, it, it, It's interesting. I, I think, yeah, I, I, with a team like that, Dave, I think you say, as you say, if everybody stays fit, it's easy to say if players drop out, because we've just spoke about Man City and Liverpool losing those types of players and seeing the effect it had on them. So of course it's gonna affect, you know, a smaller team with a smaller budget and smaller squad really of that um, massively and I mean you mentioned it I suppose we better talk about, you know, that that other team. Um that a couple of players drop out and you really see them become the mid table mediocrity team that they are. Um, that's nice like <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: no. Well, I mean, the only thing I would say, Ali, before we move on, is that like Newcastle have missing Dubravka who's number one keeper, Shelby, who's been the centre made of choice for all of Bruce's time. Uh, Matt Ritchie's out long term. Dwight Gale's out long term. And so far, we've we've managed to get away with it. But I think a couple a couple more, and we probably will topple over.
0: Well, see, yeah, do ju- you know what that that just makes your team, you know, the squad even more impressive when you when you think of Shelby, you know, whilst inconsistent at, at his best. Is is excellent. Um, Dubravka's probably been one of the. He has he, when he makes a mistake. Unfortunately, they're they're massive glaring mistakes. But his consistency level is is outstanding. Um, Dwight Gale, you know, a bit hot and cold, but still, what I mean, usually if he stays fit all season, he's going to get you that eight to ten goal mark in the league, maybe.
1: Yeah, he was well on. Again, he had, this, he had the same injury problems last season. He probably, got, I think, got four or five in the end. In the few games he played, which was a decent return in the end. But um, I mean, you wouldn't be getting ahead of Wilson, to be honest. But you know, it'd be a nice option to have if uh, if we needed to change it up at all.
0: It just takes the pressure off Wilson, doesn't it? It doesn't means Wilson doesn't have to play every game. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, But, yeah, I mean, yeah, I think that 10 points is is a perfect expectation for you, Dave. Um, On a serious note, I mean, I think we all agree Everton were never real title challengers. Um, (laughs) Do we we think they can push for Europe this season? I mean, their first 11 is very good. They they have one of the best managers in the league. They've invested heavily.
1: Yeah, I, I think if everyone's fit, they are probably... Around sixth and seventh, um, they. I think the Ancelotti factor probably puts them almost on an even keel with Man United, because um, yeah. so Solskjaer I think does deplete them that much. Um, even if on paper you know Man United's team should be incredible, I, I just think Solskjaer isn't isn't getting anywhere near enough out of them, which we'll come on to. But I think if if you have that Everton first eleven and they stay fit for the vast majority of the season, I think they should be around sixth and seventh, that kind of area.
0: Hey, Simon, see for yourself.
2: Yeah, I'd agree. Yeah, especially the way this season is. Um, you know, with obviously no fans, it seems to be having an impact on uh, where you can pick results up. You know, going away from home isn't as difficult as it has been in the past. So, I'd, yeah, if they can keep everyone fit, I think they'll be in and around that sort of area, pushing for Europa League spot.
0: Um, yeah, I think that's down to the actual as you say, and obviously we, we mentioned it, the contrast in managers, um, Man United, Arsenal won in the next game in the evening, um, I watched this from the 30th minute on, and this was arguably the worst game I've sat through in a long <laughs> time, was... I'll tell you, listen, he's, he's done really well with Arsenal, he's got a plan, but like they are the most boring team to watch. They are worse than Burnley. You can see <laughs> But this is... Uh, they're just so negative now. It's just... I mean, it's working. They're not conceding many goals. Um, they've still got David Luiz in there. Uh, I'm not sure if he actually played today. I can't remember. He didn't. Uh, yeah. No. So, um, I mean, did you watch
1: this? I did. Um, to be honest... I don't think many Arsenal fans would agree with this but the way Arteta's got them playing is actually exactly what they needed because for too long they've been yeah. a bit of a joke um, they go to the top six and they get beat three, four, five um, like they were barely even in the same you know pool score as these teams they were playing against um, whereas now they're, they're very very solid um, and they're not as exciting going forward you know, the one touch Wenger days are long gone but they're getting results. Um, and all right, Man United aren't what they used to be, but they've, they've beaten them with with very few alarms today, let's be honest. Like,
0: oh, very comfortable.
1: Yeah, and that can only be a good thing. Um, they only lost 1-0 at Man City the other week, and again, the t- probably the same game in reverse, Arsenal barely laid a glove on Man City, but um, they didn't get hammered, and that's, that, that's the, the little steps they've got to take. They've got to just make themselves solid and keep adding in, you know, a bit more flair here and there as the seasons go on, and they'll get back to where they were. Um, they've done a really good job of, of, of reducing the average age of the team and the squad, and, and they generally have got this this new demeanour about them, uh, which I think will take them a long way. I'll
0: tell you, it reminds me, I can't remember what it did when Raffles was in charge of yourself, Dave. I think it was Chelsea he's played, um, and the criticism he took. Uh, I can't remember if it was one or you threw it, but obviously it just didn't do nothing. Just defended, and and, and that's just what it reminds me of. Uh, uh, the Arteta performance, but Arteta's getting loaded for it in the media. They love, they absolutely love him. Um, I, I agree, it's what Arsenal needed. I've said for a while that they would, they could have done worse than than going for a a Sean Dyche type esque and you know reset the club. Um, but it'll be interesting to see where they go. Simon
2: uh <clears throat> just want to uh, yeah so I watched the last uh, half hour of it um i think the word you just used there that resetting the club is it, uh, exactly right um with what he's done there once cuz if you can get that so- solid base to build from then you can start adding a bit of creativity and flair t- to the team um so yeah he's he's exactly what Arsenal needed man you uh, I mean, I've I've been saying so, I've seemed to say it every single week. I, I cannot believe that no one, uh, higher up that club, has thought, Do you know, what well, if you bite the bullet, get rid of him, and get Potch him before someone takes him because he's just so far out of his depth. But he he seems to get he'll, he'll have you know games like this where they just look at absolutely used, you know, they, they don't have anything. But then he'll get like a five-nil midweek Champions League result, and it's like. It's a high end, you know, it's it's actually, you know, they're doing some good things there, but they're just, they're so, they're so far off where they used to be. They're nowhere near City and Liverpool, nowhere near a title challenge.
1: The thing is as well, that that midweek Champions League game, there's no substitute for an eye test, so I watched that game. And, I mean, alright, Leipzig were were decent and they were pushing to get level. By the end, Leipzig had about Two at the back and seven up front, and obviously yeah. Man City when they've got sorry, Man United when they've got Rashford and Martial and Fernandez bombing forward. It was it was pick, easy pickings, and you know, yes, to win 5 0 in the Champions League impressive result. But I think three of the goals came in the last five minutes, maybe if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, um, yeah and it was kamikaze. I mean, you know, Nagelsman at Leipzig, he obviously has a way of playing and he just keeps. It's like a mad professor, just keeps throwing in different ingredients <laughs> until he tries to get an equaliser. He had absolutely no care for being caught on the counter attack, and that's what happened. And I think against Man United, if you if you if you score the first goal, you're in a great position. If they score first, you're up against yeah. it because that yeah. f- fair enough. On the counter attack, they're very very good, but trying to force the issue like today. Oh my God, they're so bad. Like, but the, the, they've got no idea how to set that team up with the players they've got. And right. the minute they've switched to this this four-four-two diamond which uh, again you're playing against a narrow team at home you're thinking happy days I've got me three centre backs in there you want to go narrow against three centre backs be my bloody guest <laughs> <laughs> let wan have that ball all day every day and watch him pass backwards to Lindelof and you'll be absolutely <laughs> fine like it is embarrassing that he's in charge of a club that size because he hasn't got a clue
0: uh, no yeah um, give him a new contract um, I think, you know, <laughs> uh, um, what was it Rio Ferdinand said about this time last year? <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, but no, you're I, I think he, he he has done much better um, in Europe. I think just the way United set up kind of suits European performances a bit better. I mean, I, you, you're right in what you're saying, Dave. Um, you know, lightsaber. Or like basically pushing forward and just with the, the counter attack from United, um, but I, I feel it I feel United could win the Champions League this season, which is ridiculous because I struggle to see them finishing in the top <laughs> eight in the league.
1: Well, you <laughs> uh, I mean I see what you mean? I mean they beat PSG, and it wasn't like they, they just beat PSG; they they deserve to win that game. Yeah, um, and the way they play on the counter attack against bigger teams you know, tremendous. Like, it's... Especially when it
0: comes to a 2 leg affair as well. I just feel, you know, they're going to get enough goals. They 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 will sit back and... like Harry Maguire's a laughingstock among us all, right? We can all agree. But (laughs) what's Harry Maguire at at his biggest strength? If he's got a back eight, you know, four defenders, four midfielders, (laughs) coming into the box or anything like that, that, that's what, you know, that's where he was made. You know, Edmund... Pick the ball, head the ball. Like, just don't ask him to do anything else. Mm. Unfortunately, in the Premier League, they they are trying to play a bit more expansive. You know, higher line, and and that's where they'll be found out. Like, even against, you know, such smaller teams like like a Danny Ings will tear them apart. You know, because he's so direct, so quick. and yeah. um, well, in it yourselves. Walk in it, you, you, Simon. Um, I mean, I'd I'd see Liverpool, but obviously. Liverpool and Man United games are never exciting, but realistically, like a Joe, uh, a Mania, a Salah would terrorise them. Um, oh, gotcha. Might be the worst footballing right, but he—he literally sums up what a defensive defender, <laughs> um, the complete opposite of what Liverpool have actually got. Um, <laughs> but I just—I don't know. There's just something about them in Europe this year. I, I genuinely do feel they—they they could. I'm not saying they will. They'll be nowhere near favourites, but if you were to tell me in May, Man United were a Champions League winners, I'd just come out of coma for me. <laughs> I also, but I'd be more shocked at them finishing in the top six. You know, that's how bad I feel they are in the league. Um, I'm not sure Potch is the answer. There's a reason he doesn't have a job yet.
1: Right?
0: Yeah,
2: I suppose.
0: It's either seems, be... It seems strange though, doesn't it, that he hasn't. He, well, here's my... I think he believes the hype in himself. Um, whether it's justified or not, he's still won nothing. Um, and I think he's pricing himself out of jobs because he's linked to every single top job that's came out, but there's never been a, a, like, a, a serious, like a serious interview or a see, you know, nothing, yeah. it's just been like betting rumours. I mean, I don't, I don't know what you guys think. I, I mean, he did a great job at Spurs, but I mean, we all thought that he'd have a job by now,
1: I think. He loves a project and I think it's a lot harder to go into a club who's expected to win things immediately with his way of doing things and, you know, expect to, to be a success. The eternal optimist in me is hoping that he signed a deal with our Saudi Arabian friends <laughs> that would you know, that would be the biggest jump ever to go from boost to potch but uh, I might might be optimistic on that. Um but I don't think it would suit him to go to a man united. Um yeah, sure. Uh, the pressure would be enormous and I think he needs time to to work his magic. Um he got Tottenham to a Champions League final, like like he can never forget that. <laughs> um yeah. but he did it over a course of three or four years, however long it was, and he, he had players alright, he was lucky to inherit, you know, maybe Harry Kane who comes along from an academy once in a generation. Like it's um it was lucky in that regard, but he made them all better players. Um I don't think it would suit him to go there uh, on the proviso that you need to win X, Y and Z within a year, two years. He needs a long-term project. Ironically, it would have been brilliant for Arsenal, but obviously that was never going to happen. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I think we'll, we'll quickly move on from there. Uh, none of us have seen the game, I'd imagine, but the full-time whistle has just gone. Uh, Tottenham 2, Brighton 1. Um the penalty. I'm guessing you guys have seen the discussion in our group earlier. Yeah, yeah. Gareth, will come on and getting the winner. Tottenham, um, two points off top of the league. Do we see? <laughs> do we see them not being Spurs and um, still being up there come the end of the season, or Back <laughs> from the Spurs? <clears throat> and more importantly, probably this Josie Mourinho. Mm, I, I don't
2: see them being title challengers, but I. I'd definitely see them finishing in the top
1: four. I mean, the, the harsh reality is if they hadn't blown away a three-goal lead at, uh, at home at West Hamley the week, they'd be top. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think it, I think they're going to be in, in the mix. I think uh, there's, a, there's a new kind of steelness about them, um, which I know is stupid to say when they blown away a three-goal lead the week, but yeah. they're... They've got goals in the team. Um, we've said before, it's, it's a year where n- no one can defend. And I think on the counter-attack, they're unbelievable. And they've got Bale to come back into that team permanently. I know he's scored the win from the bench tonight, but front three of Kane, Son and Bale. It's... Uh, it's not bad. It's not, it's not bad, is it? <laughs> um, I, I just think there's, there's so so many goals and potential in that team. Um, I don't want to see them do well, but I think. Yeah. I don't know. I said this to Chris last time I was we on with him, like watching the 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 Amazon documentary. I like Mourinho a lot more than I did beforehand, and I didn't I didn't think that would be the case. Like, <laughs> I thought it'd go either way, but he he is a winner, um, and he's got a track record of winning somewhere everywhere he's gone. And you know, Tottenham will be the ultimate test of that. But <laughs> if ever there's a if ever there's a time in these strangest of times, <laughs> this might be it.
0: Their, their next five games are quite tricky. In, in that next five, they have City, Chelsea, Liverpool,
1: Palace. Well, uh, honestly, I think you take them to Man City and they will be absolutely delighted. I think any team who comes on them is in, is in bother. Cause yeah. Kane, Kane picks the ball up in the centre circle I and mean, he pings it 30 yards to Son or Bale or or you know, whoever's running in behind. All those teams you have talked about there defend on the halfway line. It's uh it's a it's a dream for them.
0: This this is Kane's best forum for me. Um, forget the goals. He, he he was never playing well sometimes you know, he was just a great goal scorer. This season his this this is the Harry Kane that everybody seemed to, you know, rave about. He has been phenomenal this season. <clears throat> I think Sun's their best player. Um obviously we're yet to see what Gareth Bale we're getting. Mm. In glimpses, as as you say, David, he got the tonight. But um, once he gets I mean, fully fit and integ- integrates with Keane and Son, because you'd imagine that would be their, their front three. I mean, how could you not if they're all fit? Um, but, I mean, this season when we're just talking about no one can defend, <laughs> who wants to play against that?
1: Well, mm. exactly. And like I say, we, we saw what the man Night did the week, who... Have got this mentality that they have to take on every club because of you know they're Man United and they got they got picked apart. And uh, all right, Man United aren't very good, but Man City traditionally have defended very, very high line, so good luck with that. <laughs> Yourselves, obviously, missing Van Dyke wouldn't be too keen to go up against uh, those three. Yeah, I mean, like, even with Van Dyke, the
0: lots of goes to Aston Villa.
1: Well, well uh, true. <laughs> I guess the problem, you've got, the, the problem you've got is that there's, there's only four or five teams who, who play that aggressively against them. When the court, yeah. play, they play Palace at home, and Palace defend on the you know the six yard line. It's uh, it might be a different story as we found out tonight against a much changed Brighton, and they've only just managed to win. It's not perfect, but um, I think they're an ingredient in that in that title race. I, I really do.
0: I think they'll play a massive part whether they're still in it come April time um, but they will be
1: well I guess it's, I guess as well you cannot underestimate the, the impact of Europa League football I think that'll be a key yeah. factor as the season goes on I
0: think I think for Spurs they, they generally seem to take it as in two different teams Spurs hmm. they almost have two different squads for it um, which could be interesting come but I guess once Bale's fit, that's where like, the, the Moura and all that i will just kind of get dumped over that side, I guess.
1: Yeah.
0: And it's, M- it's... M- Mourinho
2: takes that competition seriously, though, doesn't he? I mean, he, he did when he was at United. I did, they, they won it
0: yeah. under
1: him, didn't they? They did. You know, but I think... Every... It... Sorry, go on, just...
0: Sorry, I mean just do you not know, think he takes most competition serious? Oh, yeah, to be fair, he does, yeah.
1: But so is Pep. I mean Pep's won the the pretty Carabao Cup, whatever yeah. it's called, every year but just just about um which most managers don't give two hoots about but he's uh, he, he goes it all in for it for some reason. Um but it's just, just another statistic, isn't it? But I think if Spurs are in the top three come March I'd be very interested to see how just how seriously he takes the Europa League after that because Yeah. If they if they're in with a shout, I think it you'd be daft to, to give it you all, wouldn't you? Like you wouldn't risk Harry Kane turning an angle against FC Titwank on a Thursday night when you've got Man, <laughs> Man City on the weekend like they get just not yeah.
0: gonna Well yeah. Well I i say it'll make for an interesting team. It's it's nice to have more teams up there and I think this could be one of those seasons, you know, not quite the the Leicester season, but um it's just gonna be there's gonna be a lot of goals, a lot of penalties.
1: Well <laughs> I mean look at the table. Liverpool are top of sixteen. Newcastle are eleventh with eleven. We're actually closer to the top than we are the bottom, but by a considerable margin. Like it, it it's uh it's nice to see that you could throw a blanket over the top eleven pretty much. Um, mm. even down to thirteenth, they're only a point behind us. Leeds could win tomorrow night and go from twelfth to third. <laughs> like uh which is incredible. Um and, and, it's bad news for the clubs at the bottom because they're already starting to get cut adrift.
2: Yeah, I was just going to say that. That bottom sort of four, five, if you're putting Bryce in there as well, you, you don't want that to go on too much longer. You know, the way they're going, you could be at Christmas and, you know, there's four of them. I've got no chance of finishing higher than 17th. So. Mm,
1: that's it. When everyone can beat everyone except four teams, like it's... Uh... <laughs> yeah. And I mean, let's all just take a moment to laugh at Man United in 15th with seven points
0: yeah that's brilliant <laughs> <laughs> but, on that bottom of the table do we rent? I hate to throw Brighton in there because I genuinely believe Brighton are better than the table is showing but unfortunately five points um, yeah
2: that's, do we, we, do we, we
0: seem to be saying that
2: Brighton every week though don't we they're mm. playing really well but not winning and that's I'd start to get worried
1: I know when you think the other week they, they drew it home to West Brom that's the type of game they you'd expect them to be winning. Like, I know it's, we've said oh, you know, they've gone to Man United, played off the park and lost. They've played, yeah. by all account seem to play quite well against Spurs tonight and lost. Um if they can't beat West Brom at home, like what are these where are they going to pick up the points? Like mm. it's um I agree with you what you're saying, like I I said a few weeks ago, like if you give us the chance to have Graham Potter over Steve Bruce, yes please, but at the same time Bruce plays terrible and gets points.
0: <laughs> points <laughs> Well that's it. Like
1: yeah. it's it's uh is it better to be lucky than good, as we've said before? I think, I think it might be. There's
0: a reason the team on the top have got 16 points. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I think I think three of those five are down. I, I genuinely can't see ugh, as much as I'd love Man United to drop in. There. I really, <laughs> really would. But we know they're going to get enough points to, to creep up. Um, West Ham are far too good. Crystal Palace... Yeah, they've got, again, a better squad than all the teams. When you start going up, like I think the addition of Barkley, for me, almost cements Villa. Not that I think you'd be relegation candidates, I but Yeah. Having that bit of quality, almost just those games where you would drop points 1-0, will now turn into draws, or the draws in yeah. tight. And there's no one else I can see falling down at all um, it really is. Yeah, I,
2: I agree. I think you're already looking now. It's three from that. You know, barring the catastrophe or some big injuries, it would be three from that bottom five, you'd think.
1: You have to say, like, you've seen nothing from the bottom four to suggest it would stay up. Oh, no. I mean, West Brom had a good half against Chelsea, but it was I thought it was Chelsea's undoing, really. Um You've seen very little to even suggest the capable of winning one game, let alone going on a run of winning three or four to pull themselves out. Um, Mm. And I know it's still relatively early days, but um, it's very hard to be optimistic for them.
0: No, I I couldn't agree more. Um, I think on that note, before we... um... Actually, Ross would be delighted that we're talking about Sheffield United going down. (laughs) (laughs) But on that note, I think we'll finish it there. So thanks again for joining me, gentlemen. Um, Simon, where can people find you online? Uh,
2: On Twitter, at Si And Dave? Uh,
1: On Twitter, I am at CM9798, uh, or the website is cm9798.co.uk. And just while I'm on, just... Best wishes to Chris as he uh, takes his break and hopefully see him back oh, yeah.
0: here soon. Yeah, I mean, the caretaker manager's only meant to be in for a few weeks, so hopefully it's just a, a well-needed break um, and, and we get him back soon. Um, for Man in the Post, uh, just just make sure you subscribe and follow on every social media and wherever you get your podcasts from. We've got the Thursday show and have you got a new chat manual show coming out yeah guys?
1: it it should be out this week um ross went, away, ross went away for half term so we're a little bit late but uh we uh we have most of it recorded so it should be out this week
0: and obviously with with, with your guys um lockdown starting from thursday i'm sure we'll be able to get much more contact, content for everybody recording um, <laughs> i'm going to get 11 pieces of me recorded i have guests now i just need co-host Teg to come on. <laughs> Ryan, if you're listening out there. <laughs> But um apart from that, yeah. So yeah, just click follow us everywhere on all social media problems at Man in the Post. Um and always to remember to keep your Man in the Post.